It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual facets. We are such complex human beings, and I think most of us have no idea just how complex we are. And that's some of the things we're going to address a little bit on the show today. Um, You know, 2020 taught us so much about just being healthy and uh, taking personal responsibility for our health. And certainly the first six months of 2021 has not walked away from that responsibility. Uh, We certainly need to be aware of certain things. And among those would be your immune function and your C-reactive protein, which um, when you have that tested, gives you your inflammation level. And those two numbers are critical in knowing how healthy you truly are. So if you go to www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com, you will see a banner there for Boomers Forever Young. And this is a world-class nutritional company. It's one of the sponsors of the show. But if you go into their website, there are many, many, many thousands of testimonies. There are blogs, there are videos explaining the importance of different nutritional products and how they can benefit you. So uh, check it out. Uh, you can sign up for their free newsletter and you know become more educated as to how to take that re- I can't talk this morning, but take that personal responsibility for your wellness. Uh, because the vaccine by itself is not the answer. And for many people, it's not an answer at all. So um, knowing how to stay healthy is critical. And my guest today is going to be able to share a lot of that information with you. Uh, Julie has uh, rejoined me. I think you've been on the show maybe four times now. I think so. And uh, she's a trained master herbalist. And she's the formulator and founder of Bailey's Naturals Herbal Apothecary, and it's in beautiful little downtown Safety Harbor, Florida, and she's been there for almost 16 years, and so that's a long time to be in one location. I joke that I I started a business, and then I just got old. No, I'm just Uh, kidding. Well. It's great, though. A very, very loyal, supportive community around me. uh, Including me. Yes, absolutely. Um, So you've been um, doing this for more than two decades. Um, You've assisted your clients and customers on their journey to more vibrant health. And I would say using uh, non-pharmaceutical items um, so that there are alternatives. And so many of the pharmaceuticals have side effects that we don't want. Mm -hmm. And uh, several of my guests in the past have talked about the fact that if you take one pharmaceutical drug, you can end up needing another one to counteract what that one is creating. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden you might be up to 5, 10, 15 even uh, pharmaceutical drugs. And I think you can get them at least down to a very few, if not off of all of those. First of all, it's so great to be back with you again and to see you, and I can't wait to have some further discussions about, well, what we're going to talk about your recent journey, so we'll call that a little bit of a tease. All right. Um, You know, I I don't sit with people and say, okay, you're on this drug, get off this drug, Uh and we can replace it with this drug, because that Mm -hmm. would be illegal. That's not, I'm not allowed to do that. I'm a medical doctor. But I adore 
absolutely adore sharing information, sharing knowledge so that people can make their own choices Mm -hmm. towards better health because you hit the nail on the head about having personal responsibility for our own health, mm-hmm. making that lifelong commitment mm-hmm. to be healthy. You know, with this whole COVID situation, it's it's so clear that the comorbidities, which are, you know, different health challenges, diabetes mm-hmm. and, and heart disease and things like that, but also obesity. Mm-hmm. Obesity is one of the leading causes of death among people that contract COVID. Right. And all of those things can be prevented. Right all of those things and I get a little bit annoyed when I see all these advertisements on TV get the vaccine get the vaccine all the celebrities and everybody telling everybody to get the jab when they should be telling people put the Twinkie down you know don't eat that fatty fried food you know um, I think that the community and the public at large would be much better served if there was more focus on what to do in terms of, of trying to achieve health and you know when we talk about you know, what I do in, t- in terms of alternative medicine or alternative, you know, holistic health. You know, vitamin D3 is, is absolutely vital to every single human being on the planet. And I don't think of that as alternative medicine. Uh-uh. That's a supplement. It's a supplement to a healthy diet. And we and don't to manufacture a healthy life. So We don't. We, you know, we're supposed to be able to convert it from the sunlight. Uh-huh. But... You know, we live in Florida, and so many people here are horribly deficient. So there might be some sort of metabolic genetic things that have been changing over the millennia. But regardless, you know, that to me, that is not alternative health. That is straight up mainstream things we have to do. And certainly there are different herbal supplements that can replace certain things. But, you know, it's, it's the individual's choice, and it's the individual's determination to get on their own journey. And I'm just there to help them along the way you know and um there is a mutual friend of ours that i I won't name but he said he absolutely treasures you for saving his life because he was overweight and when he came in i guess he met you about 10 years ago Mm -hmm. but when he came in um you guided him you know to being the healthier person that he is today he's he's at a trim weight um he still has you know some issues with his health but not nearly what he had you know when he first met you so well, that's very kind of him to say that although he did the work he did do the work I just showed him willing. the path and he put his foot on that path yeah. and that's one thing that I do a lot of which is just talking to people mm-hmm. and listening to what they have to say but I believe that my superpower is logic mm-hmm. and I can present things to people such as, okay, well, this is what you're eating. This is how you're living. How is that working for you? Right. Okay. And if that's not working for you, there's there's something over here that you can do. There are some changes that you can make. And I'm pretty frank and I'm pretty direct. But I think most people, they just want the truth. They don't want to be, you know, whatever, misled or just... I wanted to say blow smoke, but that doesn't sound very polite. But I I think you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of candy coating. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. Because people um, are not used to having to look in the mirror Mm. and and really seeing, you know, the facts for what they are. And so, um, you know, how many times do you hear somebody say, well, this runs in my family? You know, so... Honestly, yeah. that really annoys me. Well, yeah, because you, you <laughs> can change your genetics. You can. Um, and, you know, and part of it is changing diet, right. changing uh, exercise, um, how you sleep, um, how you handle stress. 
I mean, you can do all those things. So if genetically your family was a type A personality and you're ending up with cardiovascular disease, is it because you observed that type A personality and adopted that as your role model? Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's time to change that. To me, that's a total cop-out. It mm -hmm. runs in my family. Or another one that I get a lot is, well, you know, I'm at that age. Right, right. Baloney. So I'm sitting, sitting more and eating more. Yeah, that's a way of saying, well, you know, I don't feel really good and I've got aches and pains, but, you know, I don't really think, think I want to do anything about it. So right, right. Like, if that's how you feel, don't come to my shop exactly. or you'll get an earful. Unless you just need a good come-to-Jesus meeting, as I call it. Yeah, know. seriously. Yeah, I had a gal in the other day who has um, some uh, challenges with anxiety and depression, and, and she's been off and on the pharmaceuticals for those conditions for some time. And recently she went back on the antidepressants because she just felt she just didn't feel like she could cope and couldn't get through a day. And I'm like, fine, um, just keep taking your supplements to kind of support your general health while you're doing that. And then she came in the other day and said, you know, I'm, I'm getting back off of it because I just don't, I don't feel like I'm me anymore, interestingly mm -hmm. enough. And we got to talking and it occurred to me that she is, t she is filling that narrative in her own mind of, I just, I can't live without these drugs, but I don't want to live with the drugs. I'm a mess. I just, you know, I'm a mess. And I was like, darling, you're beautiful. God made you perfect. You know, you can, you can tell yourself you're a mess and be a mess, or you can tell yourself, okay, I've got a rough spot. I'm going to get through this. I have the power to get through this. Mm -hmm. And so, so much of our health is up in the head. It's oh, so psychological. Because we, you know, so much of the brain, we don't even really know what it does, but we can convince ourselves that we're ill and we certainly will be ill. You know, you and I have talked about the fact that we live 95% of our waking moments in our head. Mm -hmm. And the messages that we tell ourselves that friends have told us or family members have told us or we adopted way back when we were kids, but that is how we process life, is 95% of the time in our head. 5% um, is done intuitively in our heart. And what I keep trying to explain to people is go to your heart for your answers because you have 40,000 brain cells in your heart. But at least those brain cells are going to be processed intuitively as opposed to intellectually. And whenever we do intellectual kinds of interpretations, it does not work. You know, relationships don't work, job uh, decisions don't work, moving decisions don't work. You have to go to your heart. And yet, the majority of people stay in their head. Mm -hmm. And it affects our health. Yeah, it does. And Absolutely. if you don't have your health, what have you got? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And that brings me to you. Yes. And you are actually, you're the poster child for how to do this right in terms of processing information and getting into your heart and taking care of your health. You just had a really interesting, challenging journey. Yep. <laughs> but you came out the other side brilliantly. Do you want to share with your listeners what you've dealt with? Oh my goodness. Well, okay. So going back, I have to go back to November of 2020. And, um, and yes, I am, uh, you know, all about if you don't have your health, you really don't have anything because you can't build the spiritual, the emotional and the intellectual without your health. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it's impossible. So you have to start there. That's the foundation cornerstone. But I have always donated blood at least twice a year. 
And I did that with my husband, who has been deceased now over three and a half years. But I'm, I carried on, you know, just the tradition. So I had gone in in November to do my uh, second donation for the year. And you um, have to pass an iron test. So they check your iron level to make sure that you're healthy enough to donate. And I've never had an issue. But this time they said, your iron level is only 9.6. It's supposed to be at least 12.5 in order to donate. And it wasn't. And so I couldn't donate. And she said, oh, probably just it's your diet at the moment. And it could have been. Um, but I didn't do anything about it other than think, okay, I've got my physical coming up and I'll be doing some blood work in February. And so in February, when I did the blood work, um, you know, I asked for an iron level. And by the way, people, you know, when I talk <coughs> about C-reactive protein and a D3, D is in dog three, the iron test is the other one that you really want to ask for. Again, they don't do it unless you request. Mm -hmm. So there's no way of knowing whether you're high or low or, you know, a lot of people here in Florida, as you said, their um, D3, even though we're the sunshine state, because of air conditioning cars, houses, buildings, we're inside a lot. We're never outside and just on bare skin for that 30 minutes every day. So the majority of people, if you're not supplementing, your, um, <clears throat> your D3 is going to be probably around 45 at best, and you need it to be at 70. So going back to the iron, I ask for that test too. So now I go in in March, and I meet with my um, family physician, who I've known for 20 years, and she knows I know what I'm talking about. So she doesn't push anything on me. She knows that I understand it. And she looks at my results and she said, everything is looking awesome, but she said, your iron level is 9.6, so it had not altered. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm a little concerned about that. All right, so now the next step was, let's do a uh, Cologuard, and the Cologuard test is one that I had done three years ago. So three years ago, it was a negative, so I would not be due for another one for two years. And could you explain what Cologuard is for those that don't might not know what it is? Okay, so Cologuard is um, the way you check to see if you have colon cancer. And it's a home test. It's a home test. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to do, mm -hmm. And but here's the key for all of you listening. Um, it has 40% false negative and 40% false positive. So it's possible that three years earlier, I had a false negative. Mm -hmm. We don't know that, but I did have a negative. So I would not have been due for anything else for another two years. But she said, I'd like to order it again. And so we did. And this time, a few weeks later, it came back as a positive. All right, red flag number one. Okay. And, and the iron level is and the iron point. level, you know, might have indicated like what they call microbleeds, mm -hmm. and so it could have been, you know, uh, caused by that, or there could have been some cancer cells detected, or it could be that forty percent false positive. Mm -hmm. So, but the only way you know is now go to the gastroenterologist, which I had avoided forever because mm -hmm. I had friends who. Two of them had perforated colons. You hear about that a lot, yeah. unfortunately. And so I was very nervous about having a traditional colonoscopy because I thought, what if? 
And that's why I had chosen Cologuard because that's not invasive. And it still was, you know, a pretty good indicator. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, you know, they're now sharing that they want people 45 years of age uh, to go have their first colonoscopy because there's more and more people of a younger age yes. that are coming down with colorectal cancer. It's the sad diet. It is the sad diet. It really is. So, and my diet has always been exceptionally good. Um, so I, you know, I, I thought, okay. And I wasn't real excited, obviously, about going to meet with the gastroenterologist, but I did. He said, you know, the, your iron level, I'm not really concerned about that. He said, because typically that doesn't happen with the lower GI. But he said, it could be the upper GI. So he said, I'd like to do both. And I was not a happy camper about that. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, I talked to a few people and they said it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a baseline. Mm -hmm. So I agreed. And on May 21st, I had the upper and lower GI. Now, I will tell you that the prep for doing these tests is not the most enjoyable procedure. But it's not as bad as you think. And so don't let people give you horror stories because um, there is a newer method that involves potassium and magnesium and you drink um you know i think it was like 16 ounces um, maybe like um and by the way <laughs> be sure that you don't have your test done early in the morning uh, because otherwise you're going to be up all night uh, i had my test done at 12:30 in the afternoon i had to be there at 12:30. i think they did it around one and so I did my prepping at 10 o'clock on the Sunday before, and then again like at 5 p.m. the Sunday before. I slept through the night. It was not that unpleasant, and I went and, you know, so now they, you know, do their procedure. I um, am kind of coming aware because they do put you to sleep mm -hmm. um, and so now I'm my awareness is I'm refocused and I'm in the recovery area and I had eight benign polyps but there was one that did show cancer cells so wake-up call number one mm -hmm. uh, is that um, you know had I not had the low iron count I would have not known anything for two more years, mm -hmm. and that might have been way too late. Give blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you found that's out. That's how I found out. That's is great. you know so, and I I do believe I have little angelic guides that kind of push me along my path, and I think they wanted me to be aware, and sure. so maybe they were instrumental in saying, hey, give her a little blood count. She needs to know about this. Yeah. So that's what happened, and then I had to meet. I had to do a CAT scan. It didn't show any further involvement on the CAT scan. Um, the biopsy they did around the area when they located, uh, it was a polyp that was between the small intestine and the large intestine right at that juncture. And so they did some little biopsy samples. The ileocecal there? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so they, they said, we don't, we're not seeing anything, go do a CAT scan. The CAT scan showed nothing. And then I met with the surgeon and so they were able to do a laparoscopic method. And you know, you heal a lot faster from that. Sure. But it's still major surgery. Uh -huh. And so um, I was under the impression that there wouldn't be a whole lot of pain and you know, I'd be home in a day or two. Well, that's not quite true. Um, they did remove about probably 14 inches. 
and uh, they did that on uh, to air on the side of precaution. Was that the small intestine or the large or combined? Combined. It was a little bit combined, okay. a little bit into the large, but mostly the small. Okay. And so what I'm finding is that I get hungry faster, um, <laughs> and which is interesting. And I was asking about that, and it's just because your food stays in your stomach about 20 minutes. And then it moves into the small intestine where it does, that's where the that absorption. That long, windy road. Yes. That's why it's a long, windy road yeah. for the maximum absorption of nutrients. Right. So yeah. I'm going to have to watch that. Thank goodness I do use nutritional supplements yeah. because um, it doesn't stay there as long anymore. And so within a couple of hours, I'm hungry. So mm-hmm. eating smaller meals of healthy snacks. And more frequently. And more frequently is, is probably the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um and I normally you stay in the hospital for as long as a week. Wow. Um, which I, you know, after three days, I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, really? <laughs> me. I was like, I need to be home in my bed, yes. able to sleep. So um, I was able to check out. The surgery was around 7.30 in the morning. On a Monday, I was able to go home uh, Thursday, um, uh, probably around 12.30. Okay. And so what? three nights right and um they make sure that you can um do the necessary biological things before you leave and come on um, everybody poops yeah well well it's a little bit different after this. they gotta wait for you to do that um and so you've gotten the pathology back following mm-hmm. the surgery what did that show um absolutely nothing sweet so it was um all of the lymph nodes were benign and so it was all good and it was a wake-up call, you know, a wake-up call for me because, um, you know, like many people, I think, you know, none of us are perfect by any stretch of the imagination, and we're all here to learn valuable lessons. And I think one of the lessons, you know, that I've been learning for a long time um, is that I am a huge caregiver, and so I've always given more than I've received. Mm-hmm. And that is just, you know, part of my basic nature. But this has taught me, you know, the wonderful um, ability to receive, to, you know, have a two-way street there. But also that sometimes you can be in relationships that are highly damaging. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I probably have been in a relationship for quite a while now that was highly damaging just because of my general nature of wanting to believe and wanting to... Uh, give mm-hmm. far more than I should have given. You've got an enormous heart. I probably do. <laughs> I probably do. Um, kind of like E.T. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So looking back, mm-hmm. what I would suggest is that you've done so well mm-hmm. on the other side of this simply because of your general state of good health. Right. The fact that for years you, you watch your diet I mean, not like make you crazy, watch it, but you know what good food is, you know what unhealthy food is. Absolutely. You, you take time to exercise, you know, and you, 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 what's your secret? What would you say to, to your listeners when you say, okay, I went through this kind of really icky thing, but I healed fast and it wasn't serious. I mean, it's more serious yeah. than it could have been. And uh, this is what I did to get there. You mean before or after? What, what, basically your lifestyle. Oh, lifestyle. And oh, the supplements God. you take. And... Well, um, okay. So I've used supplements probably for 40 years. Okay. Um, and so I've always been very aware that our soil 
unless you're growing it yourself because you're bringing manure in and you're bringing you know topsoil in and, and you're kind of preparing the beds to go to the grocery store and get healthy food is rare um, organic honestly and truly isn't all that organic because it's not grown in isolation so you can have an organic farm and just down the road is somebody you know using pesticides drift is a concern mm-hmm. but but they have actually tightened those rules a little bit, a little not bit. to stray from that. But you it's, you have to have a three-mile radius okay. around where you're growing organic. But who knows yeah. anymore, really? So well, we just do the best we can. Grow right. your own food. That's what I say. <laughs> well, and I and when I was living in Wisconsin, I did grow a lot of our own produce. Wonderful. I had a raised um, railroad bed, and we brought in topsoil and manure and stuff every year. So, you know, tomatoes, herbs, um, peppers, uh, you know, things that you put into salad mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And you've been on the healthy bandwagon a long time. A long time. Yeah, I really have. And, uh, you know, one of the things that a lot of people just don't recognize, and I've been with a company for 25 years, of uh, just cleaning products. We mm-hmm. need to look at natural cleaning products. Our grandmothers and great-grandmothers didn't have all this stuff that's in the stores. Mm-hmm. And so I don't use them. I use everything that if a child drank something that I use for cleaning, they might have an upset stomach. That would be it. Most of what is in the supermarkets, if you inhale it even, you can have an allergic reaction. But certainly if a child got hold of a lot of the cleaning products, they could die. You'd poison. be calling poison control. Yeah, poison control for Why sure. would anybody have anything in their home that would require the intervention of poison control services? <laughs> because like, we don't know any better. We yeah. just don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that just kind of blew me away with COVID is all of the uh, recommendations for sanitizing. And so, you know, you're, you're spraying chemicals like Lysol and Pine Sol and Clorox oh and all of those things, and they're carcinogenic. If you mm-hmm. went to, um, like, Mayo Clinic and you looked, or Cleveland Clinic, any of the research, Harvard, and you looked at what they show on their poison list, those are items that are highly carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. And people just don't understand. They think, oh, well, it, they can't sell it in the supermarket. Right. If it's bad for us, oh, that is not true. And what are in, what's in hand sanitizers? Yeah. You know, very quickly I'll interject. Um, there is a very safe, readily available way to completely, absolutely sterilize, kill microbes, whatever, with a product that you can actually spray in your mouth, spray in your eyes, spray on your skin, spray on your pet, surfaces, hard surfaces, soft surfaces. It's non-corrosive. It's called hypochlorous. Oh, really? It's and you spelled, carry it, I'm of sure. Of course I carry it. It's spelled H-Y-P-O-C-H-L-O-R-O-U-S, hypochlorous. Hypochlorous is simply seawater or salt water that's been electrolyzed to make it stable. Hmm. It is phenomenal. And this is what got me through COVID and most of my clients, too, because the Lysols of the world. No, I'm not going to go there. But there are certain concentrations of hypochlorous. And higher concentrations um, are used commercially and in hospitals and places like that. And they actually have an EPA number for killing COVID. Really? And other viruses and microbes and things like that. So look into hypochlorous, folks. Um, You might be able to find it at your nearest health food store 
or call me and I'll ship it to you. But um, uh, kind of back on what you were saying about cleaning products, when someone you know, comes to me and sadly they might have gotten that same kind of a diagnosis, one of the first things we talk about is, okay, clean out your house. Mm-hmm. Get rid of anything toxic, anything chemically based, because it really makes a huge difference. Oh, in your immune system, absolutely. And, you know, buildings, you know, go there for a minute. We work in buildings quite often now. Mm-hmm. Lately, we've not been, but we've been home. Mm-hmm. But um, all of your building cleaning services, almost every single one of those services, uses highly toxic uh, sprays to clean. And those linger. I'm and sorry, they do. They linger. You're, you're breathing them into your lungs and you're touching them. And what mm-hmm. is our biggest organ about our skin? Our skin, yes. And so everything we touch is going to be coming right through the skin and then interfacing into your bloodstream. Into your bloodstream. It's called transdermal. Yeah. That's why people use patches for you know medicines and right. things like that because right. it's called a transdermal application. Whatever goes on your skin goes into your bloodstream. And again, I think a lot of people yeah. just... They're not knowledgeable enough because nobody's taking the time Mm -hmm. to educate them or they're not taking the time. Well, let's provide some education right now. On my website, Mm -hmm. baileysnaturals.com, I have a section in the menu called Tips and Recipes. In that section, I've got homemade household cleaners. Awesome. There's a recipe for an all-purpose surface cleaner and a recipe for glass cleaner. And these are all natural, very safe, and really effective. And you can make literally these products yourself for pennies. Mm-hmm. So you're saving money, you're helping yourself, uh, supporting your own health and the environment. Right. And then you can share that information with other people in your community and it just like a pebble on the water, it, it ripples out. So it's it's available, it's accessible, and mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. So, so that's really good that you spent all these years. And again, it's a testament to your state of health that you got through this, this bump in the road um, so well. I mean, you sailed through this. Well, that's what um, the when the when you come home from a hospital stay, uh, a surgical stay, most of the time your surgeons will refer you to um, a home health, and they check on you, which is really good because mm-hmm. otherwise I wouldn't have known what to look for. Uh, I just needed to get home. I knew I needed to get out of the hospital, and uh, so. You know, the first nurse that came, I mean, I was just charged on a Thursday afternoon. She was there, and the PT person was there on Friday to do an assessment. And even then, they said, you are weeks ahead of anyone else that has had this kind of surgery. And, you know, they were amazed. And um, so I'm just now a little over two weeks mm-hmm. um, past the surgery. And, and you look fabulous, darling. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I think sleep is, is incredibly important. I think managing stress is incredibly important to your overall health. So, you know, if you've got your environment kind of toxic-free as much as possible, if you are spending time in nature, which I highly recommend, oh, because yes. that is the way we ground ourselves, and understanding um, our chakras in our body or their energy systems. And so if we have blockages in those systems, it's going to be, you're going to end up with probably issues wherever those blockages mm-hmm. are. And so looking at grounding and grounding yourself is like walking in the grass, hugging a tree, being out in nature. I go to a park. We talked about the park a lot, but mm-hmm. I go to a park all the time. And all through COVID, I was there 
because um, wildlife is, you know, it, they're healing. Yes. So being able to see birds and being able to see fish jumping and being able to see, you know, squirrels and rabbits and whatever. I mean, those that's part of how we stay um, less stressed. Let's just put it that way. It can be very healing. Um, sleep. You know, I mean, so many people do not sleep. That's how, when your body repairs itself. Mm-hmm. I was a baby. My mom used to tell me that she had to wake me up to eat. <laughs> and um, and I always loved to sleep. And even as an adult, I require between eight and nine hours mm-hmm. of sleep. So if I don't get it, I'm pretty crabby. If I do get it, everything is functioning just fine. Um, so I think in the last probably year and part of it is most likely age related Mm -hmm. but in the past year um I wake up more often I Mm -hmm. do go back to sleep but Mm -hmm. I wake up more often and so I'm taking like a time-released melatonin Mm -hmm. which seems to work pretty well for me um so and I don't wake up feeling drugged or anything and some of the -the over-the-counter ones that are not as natural, you know, you can wake up feeling kind of droggy. Well, those those are chemicals and they linger in your system. Oh. It's harder for your body to metabolize them right. than it is something natural. And I know you carry a number of products. Oh, yes. There are so many choices. So many choices to kind of assist us. But I, I don't ever want those sleep products to sort of become a crutch. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to look at what else is going on in our lives mm-hmm. and why we're not sleeping. Um, but I think they're definitely, let's get us through this time, start establishing a healthy sleep pattern. And the body really wants that gentle rhythm. It wants the rhythm of going to bed before 10 o'clock. Between the hours of 10 and 2 a.m. is when most of our cellular rejuvenation happens and that self-healing overnight. So if you're sitting up watching TV or using a device till midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning, we really sell ourselves short. And I agree, and I've seen it time and time again, rest is the best healer mm-hmm. and um, with rest I mean you can carry this probably to an extreme I don't do that but you know having minimal light in your mm-hmm. bedroom is important uh, because of the circadian rhythms so you know um, stopping exposure to your computer and your cell phone any device and a television at, yeah at least an hour before anything bedtime. with a screen right. i so agree with you there have been too many studies mm-hmm. that show that it really sub- subconsciously affects you in a pretty profound way oh yeah and a lot how many people i mean i know a bunch and you probably do too but how many people watch politically driven shows you know at nine and ten o'clock at night when they're on the pundits are there and then they go to bed distressed about sure. what they've just heard, and mm-hmm. then they're trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Because our mind, you know, the subconscious part of our mind, continues to process whatever we've heard, mm-hmm. and it's trying to store it into some sort of long-term memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, listening to music, uh, reading, you know, maybe something that is not a thriller uh, that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat, but reading something that um, is soothing, I kept the Anna Karenina Tolstoy's Anna Karenina next to my bed for years. Okay. Because I could barely get through a page without falling asleep. <laughs> Sorry. Those of you that love Anna Karenina, it is a brilliant piece of literature, but it always put me to sleep. Isn't that funny? I'm with you there. I think, and, and I've done this myself, I very, watch very little television in the evening. Mm-hmm. Because if I need to know what's going on in the world, I have a handheld device. 
I could pick and choose what I want to expose myself to. But if you're sitting in front of a television news program or a cop show or something where people are hurting each other, Mm -hmm. that affects us in in subliminal ways. Oh, and especially if we tend to be empaths or intuitives. Yes. And a lot of times, you know, people are and they don't know exactly, you know, Mm -hmm. what is it that's causing me to be so distressed. Um, I've worked with them, you know, as a therapist. And they'll come in and they'll go, you know, my life's going pretty well, but I have all this anxiety and I've got this and this and this. And it turns out that they're picking up emotional signals from other people that they're around. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't done a very good job of protecting themselves. They don't know how mm-hmm. to. So I think it was Dr. Andrew Weil, many, many years ago, mm-hmm. go on a news fast. Oh, sure, sure. Just turn it off, folks. Right. Just turn it off. You'll be happy you did and healthier for it, too. So you are just the complete holistic approach picture of, of health, diet, the way you think, the way you feel, getting in touch with your heart, getting in touch with your emotions, um, taking your supplements. You know, anybody can do this. Anybody can do it. And certainly as I was growing up, I mean, we did eat healthy, but we had a fair amount of stress. You know, my, we moved frequently. Um, so I, I didn't get the chance of establishing roots. And I think a lot of times with families, if you don't get that chance, you know, that becomes a little part of your makeup that you look for. You mm-hmm. know, you want to sink roots and, and say, okay, I belong here. Um, and for families that are military families, or maybe um, there's a father or mother that have jobs that just keep moving them, uh, which is what happened in my case, then, you know, those lifelong childhood friendships don't happen. And um, so I, I think that that's a, a part of what can create little voids. And then the rest of your life is is spent looking at healing, if you can, some of those voids Mm -hmm. that that you have in your life. So um, understanding what are your triggers, understanding where your stress maybe lies, how it originated, and then going in and doing the best you can Mm -hmm. to heal it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's a number of different ways you can do that. And I think a holistic approach to that is important as well. Yes, yeah. uh, supplements are wonderful, but it's not going to do the job by itself. No. Eating healthy is, is vital and important, but that might not be the only approach, right? right. So the, the rest, the exercise, the diet, the supplements, it all comes together in a beautiful way to keep us healthy. Right. It's and, all about balance. And, right. And, and you know, through the whole COVID thing, not only keeping a strong immune system and staying healthy would prevent you from getting COVID or could certainly go right. a long way in right. helping you stay well that way. It can, it can prevent other disorders, diabetes, mm-hmm. heart disease, mm-hmm. um, kidney stones. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's so many things that they're preventable. There is, um, uh, she's now deceased. But she was brilliant in my mind. And uh, back in the 70s and 80s, um, she did a lot of work on, you know, heal your life, you know, heal your body. It's about Louise Hay? Louise Hay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she talked about, you know, if you have cardiovascular disease, look in these areas. Mm-hmm. If you have gastrointer, you know, inter, uh, how do I want to say it? Gastro- Gastrointestinal Intestinal issues, issues. Uh-huh. yeah. Then, you know, whether it's the stomach um, ulcers, um, you know, uh, indigestion, um, you know, in my case, you know, developing um, a colon cancer. Mm -hmm. Thank God that was, you know, encapsulated and, you know, perfectly able to be taken out Mm -hmm. and I'm healthy. 
But all of those things are related. Um, people that have cancer in general, a lot of times it's because they've let things eat away at them, mm-hmm. you know, on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that is what cancer does, is eats away at some part of your literally. body. Literally. Um, if you have vision issues, if you have hearing issues, I thought hearing was so fascinating when I was reading her research because people that have hearing issues don't want to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. And so quite often, you know, they end up with tinnitus or hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And if they really begin to delve into what issues they have in their life, mm-hmm. it is because of that. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear it. Therefore, the body is saying, oh, you don't want to hear so well anymore. And, you know, Hay House, Louise Hay's uh-huh. publishing company, they have all sorts of DVDs and guided meditations. Yes. There was one that I shared with a client. It was about uh, getting in touch with your inner child and forgiving yourself. Yes. Because healing starts with forgiveness. It yes. starts with acceptance and loving yourself. Right. There's one of the exercises, I forget which book, where you look at yourself in the mirror, look into your own eyes and say, I love you. Mm-hmm. You would be amazed at how difficult that is for some people. Oh, I would say the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Um, Great way to start the day. If, Look at yourself and your gorgeous face and say, I love you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I do think, I think a lot of people just, um, maybe they didn't get to hear it very much as a child. Could be. Um, maybe they had a lot of uh, teachers that were kind of uh, demeaning or rejecting. Um, you know, so they fought back their entire life trying to prove themselves. You know, mm-hmm. no, I am not what you say I am. And yet, you know, when they look in the mirror, they say, well, maybe, maybe I am that awful person. That doubt. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there is doubt. And so, it, you know, again, if you learn to just go into your heart for your answers, um, I'm saying this to so many people these days, because when we stay in our brains as we you know, who told us the truth? Who, where did we hear this? How did we arrive at this decision? When we begin to dissect things intellectually, we will never, ever be at the truth. Never. And if we can learn to use those brain cells that are in our hearts and go there to find the answers, we will always be guided to the actual truth. Or you could book a session with a uh Lucy. (laughs) Book a session. Book a session with me. I I am back to doing um, counseling with people through an organization actually called Thumbtack. And um, uh, Thumbtack has professional people in all areas, but you can go there, you know, to find a therapist. And what I've done is um, I've put my uh, profile up a couple of months ago and right now I'm only seeing a very few people because I am so busy but um, I have clients scattered across the United States which is really fun and it used to be you know when I had Synergy Counseling Services um, we had three locations in Northeast Wisconsin so we were the primary providers all of our offices for um, United Health and we were there um, mental health providers That's wonderful. and so now I don't have the brick and mortar which is awesome I don't have the overhead I don't have oh, employers uh, mm-hmm. you know asking me to give them discounts I don't have uh, yellow pages I have to work with I nothing I, I can just be on thumbtack low people stress can find me. low stress yeah. and it's such fun to work with people either through zoom or just the phone mm-hmm. you know and you know, so and I don't do billing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's handy because um, you know, with Venmo and Zelle and things like that now, 
you know, it's just a direct deposit, and I give I give a discount. And that's one way where technology can actually benefit us instead of hurt us along the way. Yes, I know everybody goes, oh, I don't understand cell phones, I don't understand computers, especially people that are, I would say, 55 and over. Um, They choose, Mm -hmm. you know, not to understand. But unfortunately, that's where our future has gone. Mm -hmm. And so I figure by the time I'm 100, I will still have all of these abilities. Um, it's a long ways off, but it's still in all. I, yeah. I think it's good to keep learning. And, you know, that's another area where we can become stressed because we don't understand technology, mm-hmm. or we can embrace it mm-hmm. and go figure it out. Yep. And the older we get, the more often we need to challenge our brains yes. and learn something new. Yes. Doing the daily crossword, you know, playing solitaire. There's lots of ways that we can exercise our brains to try to keep them Mm-hmm. As strong and intact as we age, um, but there are other things too. You know, diet-wise, mm-hmm. we need those healthy fats. How, that, that the fats fuel the brain, right? That's right. what one and of the I reasons. Use, I use an omega three. Yes, fish oil. You know. You know what was funny is on Good Morning America this morning. Um, I have it on more like background noise sometimes, okay. um, but evidently there is a new study that has come out about omega-3 okay. and the importance for your brain and for heart health. Mm-hmm. They're now showing that it does possibly, quote unquote, um, help to prevent cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. Well, I've known that forever. Years, forever. decades, yes. And so I was really biting my tongue as I was listening <laughs> to them talk about it. I was like, oh, you finally figured that out, did you? <laughs> well, what's worse is what they were, they have a doctor that they consult with and I'll uh-huh. not name names and um, so her response was well I still believe in getting it from the source and not taking supplements and you need to be eating a fatty fish you know two to three times a week well a lot of people don't like fish and they don't like fatty fish because it's like mackerel and things like that they but like then you're lot. also concerned about the pollutants and the toxicity exactly. of and certain they fish they didn't bring that out at all oh you well know, see just, that's important yeah it is important so that's where I get concerned is if you don't do, you know, your own homework, if you don't um, take some time to be responsible to yourself mm-hmm. for your health, having said it that way, if you're just listening to news, which tends to, uh, I would say, sway things mm-hmm. towards whatever the political uh, or financial you know, backwards, yeah, mm-hmm. corporate decisions, then you're not going to get really very accurate information. Mm-hmm. And even my surgeon, and you know, fortunately, the um, person that I've seen for 20 years is my family physician. She knows, like I said, that I really know what's going on in my body. And so she trusts my decisions. But most doctors aren't like that. You know, they kind of take the position, you'll do as I say or else. Mm-hmm. And if you you know say well no thank you in many cases they're saying then you're no longer my patient sadly the level of care in this country has just gotten really awful Mm -hmm. but that to me is another motivator for saying okay now I'm going to take control I'm going to take the reins of my own life and my own health and thank you for your input doctor but I'm going to go do what I know is right for me for me and everybody Mm -hmm. is different everybody's Mm -hmm. they need to learn to listen to their bodies yes you know so if you're Uh, having upper respiratory conditions, you know, could it be that you've got mold in your home? Mm -hmm. You know, could it be that you have allergies and maybe you need to do something 
to bump up your uh, bees. You know, mm-hmm. your your is and boys. Right. Um, you know, but but make sure that you're learning to listen. If you're having indigestion, what's going on? You know, do you have a lot of stress? If you do, where are your stressors? Mm-hmm. If it's not stress because your life is very mellow, then what's your diet like? You know, right. maybe your body's saying, I don't want that food anymore. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of GI problems, Crohn's, IBS, those kinds of conditions, they're all caused by stress. Yeah. Yeah, all stress. All right. So, and how do how do people learn how to de-stress? You know, one of the things that I am recommending to so many people right now, um, because it'll help you get your thoughts, you know, from your soul onto paper. Is journaling? Journaling is yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's just you know, grab amazing. a journal and start dating it, and maybe ask yourself a question at the top and see what you're soul wants to say Mm -hmm. so you know what am I stressing about and if nothing comes then ask the same question the next day Mm -hmm. because sometimes we're so used to ignoring what is going on in our life Mm -hmm. that life says well you really don't want to know because you've never asked and so you might go a couple of days and then after a while it's like um, the way I look at it at least is like your your life, your soul goes, do you really want to know? Oh my gosh. You mean you really are asking me for the first time in 50 years? Right. Uh, okay, now I will start to tell you. Mm-hmm. And then you'll begin to journal. And I, when people journal, um, the best thing they can do is just write. Don't worry about how things are spelled, punctuation, paragraphs, no. sentence structure. Just write words. Because, write it all down. Yeah. Or I am so angry at blank because mm-hmm. blank I mean mm-hmm. you can put vitriol whatever if you've got anger it has to come out it or it will out. eat away at yeah. you yeah. so journaling is a really safe beautiful way of doing mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. go on a news fast yeah that's another way to de-stress find some music that just mm-hmm. speaks to your soul go into nature exercise yeah. you can bring your blood pressure down 10 points Absolutely. Very quickly, just by exercising. Absolutely. Get into nature. There's, We have so many opportunities. We just have to stop and realize that mm-hmm. and recognize the fact that, wow, you know, I can do something about this. Right. I don't need to take a drug to numb my mind so that I don't have to feel this way. I mean, we are human beings, and we have ups and we have downs. And I think, don't you think, Lucy, we have to just embrace all of what we are? Yeah, we can't make... Um a fairy tale world for us to live in no. because that's not going to happen. I mean, we'd have to go to some deserted island and then be the only creator there. <laughs> but what we can do is when things come into our life that maybe are not to our liking, um, then just look at them. You know, what is the lesson that I need to learn from this experience? And I had, you know, to really look at um, a personal lesson that I needed to learn from having, you know, the cancer diagnosis. But then being able to come through it, um, you know, like even my family physician said, I knew you would come through it with flying colors because you're so healthy. Mm-hmm. So I told her I was going to do this podcast. And I said, I, I want the information out there for people to understand that, you know, even though I've taken such good care of myself, I still got a diagnosis, but the diagnosis was not terminal. And that's important. So, you know, my. Uh, counseling to others is don't be afraid of getting a colonoscopy like I was you know don't be afraid of that but take responsibility right now for getting healthy you Mm -hmm. know don't wait until 
you get a diagnosis of stage three and then think you're going to be able to turn it all around. You might be able to, but it's going to be an uphill fight. And, you know, why not take responsibility when you're still reasonably healthy? Mm -hmm. It's called preventive medicine Mm -hmm. or preventive maintenance. I Mm -hmm. mean, we have the oil changed in our car to prevent problems and other things like that. We should be doing the same thing with our body. You know, um, that is one of the points that I've made in other shows in the past is we get a car. You know, it's brand new, maybe. and uh, But it's in good working order, certainly if it's used. And we buy it and we do the preventing maintenance. We rotate tires. We change the oil. We check fluids. You know, we make sure if there's engines knocking that maybe we upgrade our gasoline. I mean, there's all kinds of things sure. we do, right? But we don't do that with our physical body. And we're given that body at birth. And it carries us, unlike a car, a car you might have for six years, 10 years, you know, something like that. Our bodies carry us from birth to, I think the average age now is 82. Mm -hmm. So 82 years, guys, you know, in some cases, 100. The same vehicle is taking you around. Mm -hmm. You know, look at your feet, look at your hands, look at your face. What are you doing about, you know, maybe taking care of your skin? Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things that we need to be aware of and we ignore. And I think some people might be thinking, Lucy, right now, but that sounds like so much work. It's not. It's not. You know, Confucius say, a journey of a thousand miles begins with, with one, one step. step. Right. And my new favorite one is, how do you eat a whale? one bite at a time yeah yeah (laughs) so you just put your foot on that journey and make little changes little positive changes every day or every week or every month and before you know it you'll be at that place right and i can guarantee your listeners they'll never feel better than when they start really making that commitment and that decision to 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 treasure and cherish and love and nurture the one body that we've got right right because if you don't it'll fall apart it will yeah and then it's so much more difficult to you know try and and put it all back together and and not to say that you can't because you know there are people with diagnoses of you know copd Mm -hmm. uh, diabetes um, you know chronic conditions and you can reverse those. You can. You really can, truly can. NAC for COPD, by the way. Mm. Did we ever talk about no. that? No. Uh-uh. N-acetylcysteine, a free form amino acid. Um, my clients with COPD, they start taking NAC. Within two weeks, their symptoms are 50% reduced. There's research using NAC for COPD going back, I think, 30 or 40 years. Aren't they even using that for COVID? Yes. In fact, I think last time I was here, I might have mentioned that there were... I think 15 different clinical trials being funded by the federal government looking at NAC's promise as a preventative and a treatment for Uh COVID. uh Well, the results of the first two studies have come through. And yes, they said NAC disables the viral replication in the early stages of COVID-19. Wow. Early stages is key. Um, But I believe that there is a preventative effect, too. And so why not take it? It's a supplement that you can find at a health food store. Mm -hmm. Although there is a lot of concern in my industry right now. If the pharmaceutical industry says, well, you know, it's a drug. Um, We're using it in this way, and we're going to classify it as a drug. We might not be able to have access to it anymore. Wow. So I'm stocking up (laughs) in dramatic ways. And I would recommend everybody else do, too. Yeah. Because it... It's a precursor to glutathione, mm-hmm. and glutathione is one of the most powerful protective mechanisms our human body has. 
And, and we lose it as we age. Uh, we absolutely do. And I think that's very key to a healthy immune function, antiviral, that's uh, lots of other... One of the things, um, I'll, I'll give a little plug here also to, to boomers, but glutathione is in their Boomer Boost, which is Perfect. Uh, there's 70 different minerals and vitamins in that. So it produces energy, but because we, as we age, make less glutathione, mm-hmm. um, it is in there, so it does help. Um, the one thing that I, I guess I wanted to point out is there are people right now that have had the vaccine that are developing symptoms from the vaccine. Um, dermatologists are seeing an increase in their cases mm-hmm. with skin disorders. But I have a friend who actually took the vaccine. She does have a pre-existing condition, but she took the vaccine and just recently was exposed to somebody that had COVID and she has COVID. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have COVID before the vaccine, but now mm. she's got it. So if she were to use the um, N-acetylcysteine, N-acetyl yeah, yeah. I would think that would help her. Absolutely. Um, okay, so. The only people that need to be co- careful or cautious with NAC would be an insulin-dependent diabetic. Okay, and they, why is that? It's because it has something to do with the way the body's producing insulin, okay. or not, <laughs> or me- metabolizing the insulin, okay. I should say, when you're on the needle. So with, with doctor supervision or, or that of a, of a good, skilled, holistic practitioner, you can certainly do that. Um, supervised. But NAC is brilliant. It's fabulous. There's so much research on it. I highly recommend everyone look at that. And And then for, um, you know, as kind of a a conclusion here, but for people that are concerned about this whole concept of shedding, Mm -hmm. um, is it good for that as well? Yes. Okay. I have not seen definitive research, but I've seen some preliminary data that indicates it is. But let's talk ivermectin. Mm -hmm. That definitely is. Whether it's available you know, it's hard to say at this point. So explain as briefly as you can what shedding actually is, why people should be a little concerned. Well, it's the spike protein. Okay. It's the spike protein. And my understanding, and and I'm not sure that I'm going to be the best explanation, is when you think of shedding, it's the body is releasing it. It's coming out through the vapors of of our breathing and our speaking and through the skin, sort of like a pheromone kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. And there have been some pretty startling cases of people having effects, health effects, of being nearby someone or like in a close proximity in a family, say, with someone who has been vaccinated. So that said, you know, taking the vaccine or not, it's a very personal choice. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not a choice. I will never do it. I, I'm too much into the science, mm-hmm. you know, and it's experimental. Mm-hmm. It's not FDA approved. And I don't believe that uh, our government should try to force people to make a medical decision right. to take something they may or may not need. So, again, it's a personal choice, and I hope it stays that way. Um, but, again, you know, staying healthy and making those, those good, sound, foundational good health choices are going to just bolster our systems in the face of all of it. Right, right. Which is important. Right. So, so there there are mechanisms for staying healthy whether people get a vaccine or not. Correct. And you know, if you have received a vaccine and are having any of these side effects that a lot of people now are beginning to have, you know, then using something which I can't say it, but the NAC. N- NAC. Um, 
using something like that. And they can get it from you. Mm-hmm. Or they can go to maybe yeah. their closest health food store. Because we do want to support our own yeah. health. You know, yeah. if you live in a community, you've got a health food store, support that health food store. Yeah, absolutely. But if you live in the middle of nowhere and need a mail order, then you can call me. Yeah. Bailey's Naturals. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to share. And uh-huh. obviously, I need a supplement for my brain right now. Um, oh, well. Maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe it won't. Yeah, well, <laughs> you'll be back on the show anyway. Well, there we go. Okay. So. Oh, I know what it was. I remembered. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get us over time here, but um, COVID19criticalcare.com. Oh, okay. This is a consortium of doctors. They're just doctors who ha- are they're conducting research constantly, and they're releasing results of research of different... Um, medical approaches to treating and preventing COVID-19. Okay, awesome. And I found that to be a great scientifically based resource. It's not political in any way. Good. It's just straight science. Again, the name? It's COVID19criticalcare.com. Okay, thank you. Because I think people need resources that they can go to that are not politically driven and are not pharmaceutically driven. Because choices. Knowledge gives us the ammunition or the fuel we need to make informed choices about our own health. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right. Well, give them your website again and how they can contact you if need be. Sure. Baileysnaturals.com. That's B-A-I-L-E-Y-S. N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S, baileysnaturals.com. Our phone number at the shop is 727-725-1617. We're there five days a week to serve you in any way we can. And if you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We're at 470 2nd Street North in beautiful downtown Safety Harbor, Florida. And uh, we just have a great time there. We do a lot of good work, and we yes, have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a delightful place to visit if you're in the area. And I want to thank everybody again for listening to the show. Please check out the website, www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com, and go out there and make this your very best life. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.